Hello and welcome to Spherial, a Bit Heroes podcast. I'm your host, Clone334, but you know me on Twitch as Star Rambler. And I'm joined today, as always, by Gifted Gamer. Hello. And our other co-host, Footy Sooty, is off, I, I don't know, I guess it's fall time, he's out picking his pumpkin. Yeah, I heard that, and he's going to carve a spherial in it. <laughs> so, it's just the two of us here. Um, before we start, everybody, our Discord channel is a place where you can come and hang out with us, make suggestions for things that you would like to hear on the show. Um, I always forget to announce it at the end during the plug, so I want to start doing it at the beginning. Just go to StarRambler.com. It'll forward you to our Discord channel. And there's a section for suggestions, and there's a section just for general chat. And we'd love to hear from you. Okay, now let's jump into the news. <clears throat> this is the update for 10-17-2019. New PvP and Trials events are starting. Um, I did not look. Are any of the uh, Trials and PvP rewards worth mentioning? You know, I didn't even look myself. Let me okay. uh, check it out right now and see. <laughs> yep, I'll pull it up. So the Trials reward is the Vend Rune. That's the uh, your opponent's first attack on you has a 25% increased chance to be evaded. Yeah, I'd pass on that one. <laughs> that one doesn't seem too meta. And the PvP one is the Nokai Rune, which is a 5% block chance. I guess if you're going for a block build, this one would be worth pushing then. That's pretty much all there is to say about those, I think. Yeah, there's nothing too special. Yeah, they are old runes that we've seen before, but worth noting if, if you don't have them already. Uh, next up, the Hallowed Dimension Expedition has arrived. This expedition will only run for one week. So yeah, we've seen this one come around before, and it's an alright event. Can't remember what Mythics dropped from it, I feel like it's the... Adhorrence or whatever, that bow. I think that's like the only notable one. Yeah, I think we reviewed that last week, actually. We went through yeah. what would drop, and, and I think we decided that same thing. Abhorrence is the is the mythic bow that that uh, we liked. Do you, we know which portal it drops from? Because that's the portal I should be farming in. Yeah, I think it's the very first one with all the clouds and stuff. Okay, so Gugurum's portal. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, and he, that's he's the one got a, he's a pretty decent schematic too, and the, the rest of the schematics I'm not too crazy for in this particular event. Also, it's only lasting for a week. Don't don't we normally expedition for like two weeks? Yeah, I I feel like that is, but they mentioned something about uh, zombies coming soon because of Halloween, so maybe they're gonna run another event. Yeah, we're gonna end this expedition and jump right into the uh, zombie. Invasion. Zombos will be invading soon is another thing here on the uh, news. I don't think we have a timer for that, do we? I haven't seen one, but if I had to take a guess, it'd probably be when this current expedition event ends, so next week, hopefully. I can't remember if there's any really good schematics, and I'll have to look back to see if I can find what the mythic was that drops from the zombie invasion. Yeah, let's see if we can pull that up real quick so we can tell people if there's something they should be expecting to... uh farm from there okay so <clears throat> the legendary zombies are zagno 
with 15% life steal, 15% damage reduction. Bluzz, which is like the fat blubber one as a zombie, he's 15% evade chance, 9% deflect chance. And then Lardoz, 15% empower, 15% dual strike. Were you looking up to see what Mythic dropped there? Yeah, I was trying to see if they had it like in the archives. So the set that drops there is going to be the same one that like Featherfall set. Is that what it's called? Yeah, that one and the other one for uh, like the tanky kind of build. <laughs> so I have a, a list of invasion mythics. I have Jelly, Holiday, Ninja, and Papaz. And it doesn't say zombie. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> the one we're looking for we can't find. So I honestly don't know. I guess we're just going to have to wait and find out. <laughs> this is the breaking news and information that, that our listeners tune in for, I guess. I feel ill-prepared. I should have looked this up beforehand. <laughs> yeah, I honestly don't know where else to find it. I feel like our wiki is always out of date. I'm always here like trying to find stuff, and I feel like I'm always coming up short. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't think it has been maintained very well anymore to keep up to date maybe i should be doing that <laughs> could be your goal i guess it is a wiki so anybody can update it right isn't that how it works i believe so <laughs> i guess i need to start doing my research and trying to update this i suppose okay moving on from from the expedition or the invasion Dungeon 4 will be opening very soon. Keep an eye out for the dungeon over the upcoming week. I bet a lot of people are excited about that to see like how hard it's going to be and if there's like a new ancient item and what it is. Yeah, we actually have a countdown timer for that. Like As of recording, it says two days and seven hours, so that's going to put us at Monday. That sounds about right. Yeah, so... That's kind of weird, like having an update like midweek like that. Well, not midweek, but mid Bit Heroes week. Yeah, I'm just excited to see people attempting it and then seeing how long it is before the first person finally clears it. <laughs> if it's probably gonna be like SS1 or somebody like that, that's the first to do it. Before we start recording, you were saying that something I thought was interesting about. Um, the preview picture for it actually has like a full outfit of cosmetics, which is something I don't think we've seen before in a, in a dungeon four. Yeah. So I was kind of curious if maybe it's not going to be an ancient, maybe if they're going to do something completely different, like a special set, like you have to actually farm like the raid. And it's not like a one time you clear it and you're done. Yeah. The cosmetic that we're looking at it looks like it's definitely got a head and a body and then possibly like an offhand like a bow or, or a arrow or something that's in his hand yeah it looks pretty wild so maybe we at least have those three pieces it could very well be or maybe it's like a reforgeable like head and body ancient or something kind of like how the polychromatic was reforgeable between the main hand and offhand Oh, that's a good point. So it would have a cosmetic for the head and the body, but it could still be the same one item. Yeah, so I guess we'll just have to wait and see if, when somebody clears it. <laughs> but I kind of think it would be really cool if it was like some kind of unique set or something where you had to actually kind of farm it instead of just clearing it once. Then you, you're di that's it, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, maybe you have to farm for like mats or something in there. That would be cool. This new guy looks tough though. He's got like one big t- tusk. Yeah, he's got like that flaming glove or whatever. Which honestly, it doesn't seem like the best weapon. It seems like it would cause more damage to you than it would to someone else just lighting your arm on fire. He feels no pain. <laughs> Next up in the news, we have Halloween is just around the corner. Log in during Halloween for some special treats, which I find sort of confusing because it says during Halloween. That's just one day, but I assume this is going to be like the week leading up to Halloween. Yeah, I, I hope so, too. And I'm curious if they're going to have like jack-o'-lanterns like how they had the one year and you kind of go around and get free load of goodies clicking all the different jack-o'-lanterns. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I got to say the cosmetics look pretty sweet from the picture that they showed. Yeah, from the picture, there's like a vampire. What's this orange guy? He's got to be like a chainsaw massacre kind of guy, right? Yeah, (laughs) I think so. And then we got a headless horseman. Devil, a skeleton, and a evil nun, a zombie nun. <laughs> I'm I'm excited for the headless horseman. I'm hoping that it's a head cosmetic that just makes your head invisible. I'm kind of hoping the same thing too, because I feel like there's a lot of other stuff you can pair with that to make it look pretty sweet. Right. I'm thinking. Um, let me get a look at what the cosmetic is called. But I think I think that this body cosmetic with no head would be pretty great the load i'll tell you what it's called it's like the one where okay the bubblegum cotton defender where it's just a like a purple cloud so if you did that with no head you would just be like a floating cloud or like that the old cosmetic mount is like that black horse that looks like it's like kind of decayed a little bit you could be like a headless horseman riding around. Oh, yeah, that's really good. There's so many possibilities with that. I was just looking for the cosmetic. So with my spear, I can't actually use the cosmetic that is like the Grim Reaper scythe. Because that would be a sweet one with no head. I guess that's probably more in the axe category, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. What's even worse is if you use a laser and you can't really use hardly any cosmetics. <laughs> I know. I was using that blaster for like so long and I was so sick and not having any cosmetics for it. Yeah, I uh, I upgraded the polychromatic blaster so I could use it in both the main and offhand, so I got dual-wielding <laughs> polychromatic blasters on my cosmetics now. Nice. And it kind of fits in with the whole Jupe Gore thing with the mount and all the that head and accessory before Jupe Mens was no longer the developer for it. That's coming up in the news too, though. We could skip ahead to that since you mentioned it. The Jupiter bundle has been updated and will now grant the mount to players that previously purchased it. So you could have a second Jupiter mount if you need it. Yeah, imagine that'd be crazy. Imagine it. You spent the money on it thinking, oh, I want another one of these or something, and you don't get it. <laughs> what reason would there be to need a second one? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I guess maybe just to have the mount, but have lower stats or something for like PVP, maybe. Mm -hmm. Like not upgrade it. Or maybe if you accidentally scrapped it, thinking this mount sucks and now you want it back. Yeah, if you did get rid of it and you wanted it again, that makes sense. But yeah, I'd be feeling really ticked off if I spent money and like, where's my mount? (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like something you have to send in a ticket for that. They'd probably give it to you. 
Yeah, you definitely hope so. I'm always amazed at the uh, stuff that they can fix, like when you send in a support ticket. Mm-hmm. Like it seems like I always hear stuff about people like, like they'll actually get you a legendary pet back if you accidentally scrap your pet. I'm curious though if they like don't give you the materials back. Like you just get the pet, like not upgraded whatsoever. I'm not sure. I would assume they would like if you knew exactly what it was. Which is like one of the stipulations. You can't just be like, oh, I lost my legendary pet. I don't remember what it was called. Like, they're not going to do it for you. But if you're like specifically like, I had whatever pet upgraded three times and scrapped it for this reason by accident. Like, I think they'd give it back to you. I would hope so. Yeah, I think they'd give you the pet back. But I don't know if they'd give you the materials to put it back to a plus three. If that's where you scrapped it at kind of thing. I think that they probably can just give it back to you as a plus three. Maybe they can. Let's see. I'm Let me go. Curious if they have like that kind of information, like on their server sites, know that yeah, you're telling the truth. I would think that they'd have to log everything. So my Ergoth is upgraded two times. I could scrap them and then send in a ticket. <laughs> find out. Yeah, find out if you get just an Ergoth plus zero back or. <laughs> That seems like a horrible idea. I don't think I'm going to try that. Yeah, because you're lucked to be like, uh, no, we'll not give it back. You'd be like, we listen to the podcast. You're an <laughs> idiot. <laughs> That's right. You're busted. <laughs> also, speaking of pets, there's a new legendary accessory. Well, I say speaking of pets, but we got an, now we have a new pet and an accessory in the guild shop, which I think is pretty neat. Yeah, I mean, it looks pretty nice if you're free to play and have had terrible luck with accessories and stuff. I mean, it's not the worst thing. I mean, I mean, it's 20% crit chance, which is, seems pretty good to me. Like even like, you know, obviously you're either DPS or a tank. So you're only really getting half of half of it. So you either use the 20% crit or the 8% evade, but 20% crit doesn't seem too bad. Like as a free to play. I mean, yeah, that's definitely, in my opinion, not too bad. I want to get it just to see what the cosmetic looks like, because it looks like a giant, like, kind of like that blubber or or that bub <coughs> cosmetic, where it's just a huge thing around you. I haven't seen anybody with it yet. I don't think I've seen oh, anybody wait, with that. I, seen, I see somebody right now in, um, <clears throat> in the overworld. Oh, it's like a cloud. Yeah, it's like a, way up above them. He's like farting out little clouds and like he's like squinting like he's like taking a poop and then he starts raining (laughs) it looks pretty funny yeah i like it i was sort of hoping it was like a big cloud like around your body or something but that one looks pretty cool too what are the chances of just seeing someone in town with it as we're talking about it just wandering around there it is it's so funny that is pretty legit, though. Yeah, I think I'm going to buy, save up my honor just to get those two for the cosmetics. Like, I like having every cosmetic. Like, I feel like it's kind of a waste of honor because you could definitely be getting a lot of um, energy or or uh, whatever from that. But at the same time, like, it seems pretty cool. Looks like some of my friends list bought that uh, offensive pet bundle because he's got a pumpkin. Oh, nice. <laughs> so he got super lucky and got, like, the best pet. Man, I want to buy that bundle so bad. 
might have to look at my budget and see if I can move some things around for the month. <laughs> Maybe we don't need groceries. Yeah, that's right. We can go hungry for a week or two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on in the uh, notes, we have a change log now, which um, actually they've been showing stuff in the uh, pop-up at, when you open the game for some some of the change log, which I think is really good. Yeah, I, I've definitely noticed it and really enjoyed the fact that it's like right there in front of your face. It's not buried in the notes if you forget to click on notes. Yeah, and, and I like having the community seeing that stuff. Like, I, I don't like having that stuff buried where it's kind of like only the elite players spend the time to like find that. Like, now everybody logs in and they just like, they just know this stuff now. Mm-hmm. It's not... Because not everybody's on like Discord where they put a lot of this stuff. It seems like they are updating it more too because it seems like it's switched almost daily in some cases where I've seen it like the next day have something else. So they're trying to keep it more real time. Yeah, so XGOR and CapGOR consumables and pets names switched. So Because yeah. <laughs> it made no sense before. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought that they were doing it on purpose as like a clever thing where they were just going to switch stuff all the time. Now they've they've switched that and fixed it. I think they should switch uh, Venom and Camouflage now too. Maybe they were trying to be trolly and then people complain too much. And they're like, all right. <laughs> they're like, all right. <laughs> I guess we'll change it. Yeah, it just seems like the kind of thing that couldn't happen by accident. Because you don't just, like, program everything in and switch their names by accident. Like, I just I, I just can't imagine how that could happen. Like, that's not just, like, a simple bug or something. I can't imagine what other logic they would have for Capcore being experienced and X-Core being capture rate. <laughs> yeah, other than just to be like a troll. Unless somebody really did make that mistake, and then they, they got fired. <laughs> <laughs> like, Johnson, you screwed this up. You had one job. We're going to have to let you You're go. You're out of here. <laughs> this is the last straw. Man, I, I just can't imagine, though. Like, I really wish they'd have just owned it. <laughs> you know yeah like we we were we called that out like the first time when they were new and and said about it and now we're just like uh, i don't know going back on it seems worse yep <laughs> <laughs> so the hallowed dimension expedition had its portal requirements lowered i'm not even sure what that means maybe it's the amount of points you needed to clear it to open up the next one Okay, that makes sense. That's the only thing I can think of. By the time I like log in, my guild has usually like opened all the portals. So yeah. like I never even get to see like them closed. I didn't notice anything was wrong with it by the time I logged in. <laughs> yeah, that probably makes it a lot easier for like lower level guilds and stuff too, you know, more more free to play like Yeah benefit because like i know like on my alt account my my guild there is never gonna see like any of these portals opened yeah because they're probably running like super low level right i wonder if it was like bugged when it first came out and it was like crazy high to unlock the next portal or something oh maybe maybe it was just wrong this time (laughs) they threw an extra zero at the end or something in there The Brimstone Syndicate World Boss schematics have been added to the random schematic loot table. 
And they've also fixed the table for Brimstone Syndicate in normal mode. So I guess now you can spend your... Um, I can't remember what that consumable is called that unlocks a schematic for you. Yeah, like but that legendary can, familiar scroll or whatever. Yeah, now you can use that to get get uh, world boss dudes. With them fixing the normal, I wonder if they like if he ran the world boss in normal, if like it wasn't dropping legendaries or something. Yeah, that's definitely what was happening. I I was reading about that. <laughs> so so if you were running normal, you had no chance at getting a legendary. I should claim I want some of my energy back. I almost feel like they should have sent gave everybody some energy packs or something for that. That's right. <laughs> That's kind of shitty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Especially if you spend a whole bunch like trying to get, you know, because like I'm not going to get a be able to get a set from here. But if I get enough legendaries, I can scrap them to get the mats to make one. And then you just keep farming and farming, and you're like, uh, "Where's my legendaries?" Yeah. Also, I heard that the cosmetic mount wasn't dropping from there as well. There is a pretty sweet cosmetic mount that drops. It's it's one of the dragons. It looks pretty awesome. I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah, I saw it like in a picture on Discord. I should look to see if I even have it. Maybe I I've got it. I never paid attention. <laughs> <laughs> got it already. They also fixed the second ability of Stromp Familiar. I don't I do not know who Stromp is. I'm not familiar with him either. I'll probably never be able to find him on the uh on the wiki. So just know that if you've had a Stromp, he's fixed now. For all you Stromp fans out there. <laughs> well that is it for the news, unless there's anything else we need to talk about. Oh, I guess we could talk about the bundles and stuff that are in, in the shop. Yeah, so they brought back the $100 pet bundle, but this time it's offensive pets. And like I was mentioning earlier, that seemed like somebody on my friends list must have bought it, and he got the pumpkin, which is probably like one of the best pets to get. Yeah, so we were talking about it earlier, but so we we think that Kiwi is probably one of the worst ones to get, along with Nemo. Yeah, because they're at like 10%. And like with Kiwi, it's, you know, zero through a really high number. So you like, you just don't know if you're going to even really do that much damage if it procs. It just seems like a 10% chance for like a very low proc. I personally have the uh, Beto Ben and I've really liked him. 20% chance to attack furthest enemy. Yeah, and he is reforgeable. So right now for me, he's at 44% chance when I hit an enemy to proc. Yeah, that does seem pretty good. I love him because he's like a little music note. Yeah, at first when I saw his name, I didn't understand like what what he was supposed to be. And it's like playing off of Beethoven. Oh, that's, I didn't get that. <laughs> that's, why, that's why he's Beethoven. Like Beethoven. Beethoven. Yeah. And I was like, now I that get it. That makes sense. <laughs> it's clever little things like that they think of that at first, like I don't understand like how they come up with these names, but then like, oh, okay, it's a play on this. Yeah, I do like a lot of their names and stuff. Looking at this, we're kind of saying that, what do we think about Bove Boy? 20% chance to attack a random enemy. I imagine that he, hopefully he's reforgeable too, and he can get to 44%. If he is, you know, he wouldn't be too bad either. So it seems like there's eight pets in this bundle, and only two of them are like bad. Yeah, I would say two of them are pretty bad. So it seems like you have a good chance if you get this. 
I mean, you're rolling the dice on a hundred dollars, but I mean, and if you get Kiwi, it's still really cute. Yeah, it is a cute cosmetic, but I feel really <laughs> frustrated. Like that's the one I got. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at them, like Prisbee is pretty good, but personally, I like Beethoven or like even Nelson or even Quimby. I guess the reason why I like those the most is they're consistent, like on who they hit. Whereas somebody like Prisbee, like yeah, he does a lot of damage to the strongest enemy, but like if that strongest enemy gets hit, he's no longer the strongest, and that pet's going to hit somebody else. Yeah, and I'd rather it just keeps. If you're going to use an offensive pet, like you want to take something out. So the nice thing about Beto, Nelson, and Quimby is they're consistent, and like on who they're hitting. And then Pumpkin is just great because you know he's hitting everybody. Okay, so we're saying about half of them are really good, and then Prisby and and Bove Boy are are medium, and then the Nemo and Kiwi are kind of undesirable yeah you have a three out of four chance of getting one that's that's decent and then a 50 50 chance of getting one that's good Mm -hmm. which honestly for bit heroes isn't that bad of a chance looking closer at above boy i might put him down with q in them because his range is also pretty random it's a low to semi-high chance and also the fact that it's hitting a random person yeah, I, I guess I don't true. like the randomness because I'd rather, if I'm using offensive pet, like take somebody out. So that changes it a little bit. So I'd say half are good and half are not as good. But still, I guess, you know, you get quite a bit of gems and critter jelly and stuff. So worst case, you get a cute cosmetic and a bunch of critter jelly to upgrade something. Yeah, I really need the critter jelly to get my Urgoth upgraded. So I'm like considering this so much (laughs) plus the gems i I think if you have the money for this and you're looking for a pet i think it's like a definitely a good value like i would do it if i had the money but right now i'm just just broke and i need to buy magic cards and stuff too so (laughs) the struggle is real man (laughs) yeah (laughs) you'd probably get more value and fun out of magic cards than spend 100 bucks on an offensive pet anyways that is true. And and I think I said this before, but I, I think the best offensive pet is the set pet and accessory. So I think if you're going to go ex- offensive, um, that's the way to go. So like I probably will save my money for, for when they have a bundle that's $200 and you just get the set pet and accessory. Yeah, I mean... Carlor is really good too because he's consistent with uh, attacking the weakest, so it's kind of nice. Plus, he reforges to a higher percent. I think he can get up to like sixty. What is it like sixty four percent or sixty six or whatever it is? Like Urgoff and everybody else. Yeah, that does seem really good. I feel like that set pet is definitely the best in slot, even if you don't have the accessory to match him. He's definitely really good. Yeah, I don't think there's anything else to look at in the shop. I think we've covered everything in-game that there is to talk about. Yeah, until uh, we see this week how the new D4 dungeon plays out. We have a little bit of time left for a few dev suggestions. So let's see which ones look good. Okay, this is the first one on here says is from Huetic. It says, add stats list that shows all received loot, experience, gold, etc. in one table after complete finish raid 
or another adventure, it is very useful feature. <laughs> For example, when you have not free time or bored to see all battles, if you know you will win, it can be optionable. Who don't like it, just disable it. I'm not exactly sure. So he's wanting basically like a data sheet to say what he got. Yeah, so so I think expanding on this. So I think what, what they mean is, so you're doing a raid and you're not paying 100% attention to it. It would be nice at the end of it for it to pop up and just show you everything you got. Kind of like they do when you finish like a trial or gauntlet. So that way you kind of get to see all your loot. You don't miss it if you dropped a legendary from the boss. Um, you get to see like your total experience for the raid. I guess maybe some people might like it personally. I wouldn't really care. See, I've been complaining about this for a long time. I think there should be a feature that pauses the game when you drop a legendary or a mythic or a set. And I think you should be able to like pick what you want it to pause on. Because like I would love the game to pause whenever I drop something good just so I can have the chance to like make sure I know what it is and everything. I feel like the game is giving me the best stuff when I don't watch. <laughs> when I'm not paying attention, when I'm like doing dishes or something else. Yeah, for sure. But like I think if it pauses, then you just know you got it. Otherwise you have to like go back to your inventory or rely on like friend requests popping up. Yeah. Or I would be satisfied even with just a sound, like just a little achievement get sound when you drop like a legendary. They could do it like Borderlands. I think Borderlands drops like a unique sound when you get a legendary. I think every game ever has a unique sound that plays when you drop something good, except for Bit Heroes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they have the sound like when you level up or something, right? It plays like a different kind of little sound at the end Mm -hmm. of that battle. When you like it, it says like, oh, you leveled up from this. Maybe if there is, I haven't noticed it. Next time when you're getting ready to level up, like whatever the battle is that does it, it should play like a little different noise. Because I always play, well, not always, but like I play with my sound on most of the time, and I always miss when I level up. So maybe the sound wouldn't help me. <laughs> so I think stats list as an option isn't a bad idea, but I do feel like you run the risk of having too many options as well. Like you can just have a mile long settings list. Yeah. So I'm not sure how I feel about that one. I'm not, I'm not going to thumbs up or thumbs down it. We'll let the devs decide. Here's one that I think has been an issue as well for a long time. This comes from Daft Duck. It says, keep the highest doable trials slash gauntlet level for previous progress Having to push one level at a time is really slow and no fun if you know you can already do that level. Yeah, so before I cleared like the polychromatic dungeon, you know, it was capping me out like wherever I finished off like at 1200 or something, you know, and then you had to push one at a time. But if I did beat the polychromatic dungeon, then like it opened me up to like clearing like the 1700s or something crazy high. So it's kind of annoying that yeah, you got to push one level at a time. And then I think when it switched to like a different trials and gauntlet, like it reset you back for like the highs that you cleared on that particular trials. Like it didn't behave very well. The other thing, the other thing that it does that I think is weird is like, 
it always sets you like when the week resets, it sets you at the highest one that you have available. Mm-hmm. And I think it should remember what you were doing. Like, for example, right now I'm just doing level 499, trying to get like pieces for Starweave or whatever. It jumps you in at like, for me, it's like 1126. And it's like, I have to like scroll it back down and remember what I was doing. Yep. And like that, as an example, isn't even as bad. But like, I know a lot of people can't do the highest one that they have unlocked. So, and then you get used to just like opening up trials and hitting go. Yep. And then, and then it, it puts you in and you fail that first run. Yeah. And then when it switches between the gauntlet and trials, like the levels kind of jump back around. Yeah, because trials and gauntlet aren't like the same mm-hmm. difficulty either. So you like two weeks ago, you got to remember what you were doing. So yeah, I think it would be nice. Yeah, I think there's definitely some quality of life changes that they could make with that. Here's another like kind of weird one along the same lines as those things. Uh, this comes from Samuel zero one two two. It would be awesome to have an option to automatically persuade familiars. Same then for refuse, you can choose which rarity you want to persuade. So the idea for that is like that way you don't it doesn't pause every time a familiar wants to join you. You can just like that would be nice if you can do it on the you know the the chance to bribe with gold. I just said it to yeah, go ahead and you you would have to be I feel like that runs the same problem in the settings is you would get kind of finicky with it because, like, say I'm running a raid, I want to persuade everything with gold, but I want to spend gems on Crowndy. So how do you set it up where I persuade automatically persuade every other familiar but pause to bribe Crowndy? Or maybe the feature is strictly just auto-persuade, and if you want to get the manual bribe, you can't run it. Yeah, it's just it just seems like it's not going to be perfect or it's going to be confusing in the settings. And then you're going to miss your chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be running it and like be missing all my all my crumbs. It's already hard enough to get the opportunity for the rate familiars <laughs> to come up. Well, the next time they have a cap gore on sale, I'm buying it and I'm getting all the crumbs. I feel like they should really buff the encounter rate because it's already somewhat of a low capture rate so unless you're gonna like use the gems to guarantee the bribe you already have a fairly low chance so i feel like they should buff the opportunity a little bit to even get a chance to try to bribe them with gold yeah farming for familiars is definitely uh, it's one of those things like i get that bit heroes is grindy so i like grinding for things and having kind of a low chance because when you do get it, it makes you feel pretty good. But for these familiars, I need 30 more crumbs to stable my crowny the way I want it. So it's like, yeah, I get that it's like hard to grind for this, but I need so many of them that it's going to take <laughs> it's going to take yeah. like 2 months at least. And I mean, even the fact like let's say that you're not going to use gems, like how hard it is just to get the opportunity for them to pop up to say, yeah, give me a chance. And that chance is already what, like 10% or 15 or something kind of low to capture them. Yeah. So then, you know, how many opportunities are you going to need to even get the percentage chance to actually capture just one with gold? 
<laughs> yeah, it's basically like impossible for free to play person. That's why I feel like the encounter rate should happen just a little bit more because it's already going to be a low chance with gold to even get it. But when you like hardly ever get the opportunity, then it just adds more to the, the lack of chance of actually getting it. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think there's something that could be looked at there. Speaking of gold, <laughs> this is one. This one comes from Varric. It says, "Could the gem to gold rate potentially be buffed?" As a free-to-play player, I'm often running low on gold due to weekly spending on runes, augments, enchants, rerolls, and would be happy to pay gems for gold if the current rate wasn't as low. I would argue, no, don't do that. Just don't spend your gems on gold. <laughs> I just can't imagine how he's spending that much gold on anything like my like granted i'm not free to play so maybe it's skewed but i have 22 million gold and nothing to spend it on i mean he must be doing a crazy amount of like reforging and stuff like that but even then the pinch point has always been rare material for reforging not the gold yeah I, I just can't imagine, like, like yeah, um, when you're first starting out, like maybe your first six weeks or something, you're a little low on gold. But even my alt account, where I play once a day and usually forget to play on weekends, I still have, like, half a million gold now and, like, can just persuade any familiar I want to and, like roll stuff yeah like i i just can't i just don't see that like i, I would love to s like hear more about that because it seems like the rates of gold is pretty good to me yeah and like just don't spend your gems on gold <laughs> like spend your <laughs> gems on like raid shards and other stuff and just play and you'll get the gold that way right right put on like maybe put some gold fine runes on if if you are that hard off for gold yeah but but even then i think you're better off with the experience and then just running raids yeah make sure you're buying like the cheap daily like gold potions that boost you know 25 percent, and you're always running that when you run all your stuff at the very least yeah that makes a huge difference okay here's one i think we're gonna do one more because this would like this one was completely game changing i don't know if it's a good idea i I don't know how I feel about it. Um, this dev suggestion comes from White Happy. Okay, there's an edit, so I'm just going to read it the way it is. It says, Allow people to get the passive effect of an ancient items when we beat the dungeon associated. This will be limited to one effect per character. Edit the ancients of the previous tier. So if I understand what they're saying, it would be, for example, I beat the Starweave dungeon... I automatically unlock the passive ability of the harvester. And then there would just be like a slot where you could pick which one you wanted to use. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> because that would ruin it for people that spend all the materials to make the items. Or right. don't have the materials that you know they set forth to create the item. It's just by you beating a dungeon you automatically get such a strong potential buff without having to make the item and wear it. 
Right. I definitely think it's broken in that effect. And I think most people are agreeing because it has 83 thumbs down and three <laughs> thumbs up. But I I think there's something there. I, I feel like this could potentially work. So in Diablo 3, I can't remember what the thing is called, but you unlock this cube or whatever, and then you can break down items in it. So let's say you have an ancient item. You would put it into this cube, destroy the item, but then it saves the passive ability of that item. And then you just have a slot in the cube where you select which passive you want to use. So you would destroy, for example, Starweave, but have something that still gives you that Starweave ability. And I think that would solve the problem with Starweave where you have to upgrade it a million times to get it to the current tier. I see that concept. And what I think would be cool is let's say the next ancient dungeon gave you said cube and you could break down like any mythic or something and get that bonus to apply to yourself. So it's not like a piece of gear that you have to wear, but you also at the same time have to still make the ancient item and then have whatever mythic it is and break it down, but then gives you that added bonus. So it doesn't interfere with like your build. Right. So that would be something that'd be kind of interesting if you had that, that breaks down the mythics and gives you that mythic bonus without having to actually wear the item so that you can still keep your star weave build or whatever you got going on, but get just a little extra perk. Yeah. I think there's something there and I think there's a lot of, testing that needs to be done with it because it's potentially game breaking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's also game fixing because the star weave grind like you don't want to do something that negates everything that everyone who has ground for star weave has done so you don't want them to lose any value there but at the same time like just up tiering star weave to tier 11 right now is insane like i'm trying to think about doing it and it's just like it seems like so much money so much work yep so much time that like i'm considering not even doing it and just going for like a mythic set build that's why i would think it'd be cool if that cube item if you will like wasn't something that you had to upgrade and it's just whatever you threw into it and broke it down like so it's like a one-time thing as far as making the cube, and then it's not something you have to keep up-tiering like you do with Star Weaver, Polychromatic Blaster, or even the the Ancient Sword. Yeah, that, that is how it works on Diablo 3. It's basically like an extra slot that you have. And, and actually how it works in Diablo is you have a jewelry slot, a gear slot, and a something else. There was three slot, a weapon slot is how it works in Diablo, because those are kind of like three different Mm -hmm. things. So you can put like a passive ability of each of those pieces into into that cube. So it's basically like three extra gear slots. So like I could see it working in Bit Heroes where it's like one extra gear slot and whatever you destroy goes into there. Yeah, it would be really cool. Especially if it was like breaking down just mythics, because then you can go back to some like older tiers and farm for like a mythic from there that 
you liked what it did, but maybe you didn't like the move set or it doesn't fit in with your build, but to still be able to get that bonus. Yeah, I think there's a lot of potential there. It's just the initial idea from White Happy, I think, would, would break the game. But I, I think there's something there that the devs could work with. Well, I think we fixed a game, right? <laughs> I think so, too. Um. Man, this was supposed to be a short episode so I could get it edited today, but it never <laughs> is short like going once on we get hour. going. There's so much to bit heroes. We have so much to talk about. Um <laughs> most people don't know is like when we stop recording, we still continue to talk about bit heroes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We talk about bit heroes for about an hour before we record. Then we record for an hour and then we'll probably hang out for an hour afterwards and talk more about bit heroes. So we need to get on to that. Um, guys, I've been Clone334. You can find me on Twitch, streaming semi-regularly at twitch.tv slash starrambler. I'm Gifted Gamer. You can find me in-game. I got uh, some pew-pews going on to always farm for that sweet loot. And I do have a couple friend slots, so maybe if you come hang out sometime, you might be able to get one and play the game with us and maybe even be on the podcast in time yeah no no promises because <laughs> it's so hard to organize yeah like like i love to have guests and stuff but it's just one of those things where it's it's not that i don't want to have anyone else on it's just an organizational thing where like gamers always here <laughs> so it's easy for us to just jump in together and get the show done and then to add someone else's schedule into it is is nuts, but it is something I promise I'm I'm working towards. Um, until then, you can find us in Discord at StarRambler.com. It'll forward you to our Discord channel, and you can hang out in there and talk to us. And until next week, I hope that your gear is legendary or set or mythic and. See ya. Bye.